0: James Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. No, I'm 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. Under Every penny of it. See so you put your money where your mouth is. It's well, quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife.
1: And then he's bald, but i never forget Kill Bond now. To right,
0: Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice trade.
2: It is 007, a James Bond podcast, as we come together today to celebrate an iconic moment in James Bond podcasting history. That's right. Spectre etc is returning for no time to die. Get the kids around the fire and get pumped up. They're going to be singing that crappy little theme song as three men bond over James Bond. Oh, wait, sorry. No, false alarm. The true celebration is 007 reaching 100 episodes. We're here to celebrate our century. They thought we wouldn't last... And in the eyes of many, we haven't, because we don't have that many listeners. But we're excited that we listened to it at least, and we've made a hundred, and we've got a big, 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 big guest on the show today, and we're very, very excited to get to this. Hey,
3: Colin, try to lose weight, okay?
2: Well, oh, <laughs> shit, sorry. Oh, we did talk about this. Sorry. We've got a uh, somewhat famous person on the show today and a very fat co-host. Oh, sorry. My I name, My name is Ben, and... Quite an illuminating century you have reached there, boys.
4: And my name is Colin, and now that we're at 100 episodes, we can officially say we are double O's. Uh, my name is
3: Noah, and this never happened on the other 99 episodes.
2: <laughs> um. Wow. We are the one podcast that likes to pump our own tyres for a celebration. We celebrated it at 50... We're here for 100. We're going to celebrate the occasion. But to celebrate the occasion, just like we did in our 50th, we wanted to invite someone along to help celebrate how awesome we are. And sure, I've got Colin. Sure, I've got Noah. But who cares about them? We've got somebody who's actually... Fought James Bond and didn't win. He didn't even get killed by James Bond, actually, this time around. But we've got the one, the only, Mr. Christadus himself, Julian Glover, on the show today, which is a big, big, big guest on the show. So excited for this one. And we're also going to talk about some memories... From our first hundred episodes, ninety-nine episodes, I should say. Uh, we'll do that after we've spoken to Julian, because I know people tuning into this don't care about us. They want to hear Julian. Uh, Noah, you went on this episode, so I'm not going to ask you any opinions of this. Colin, what do you think about this interview? Because we actually did this quite some time ago. I've been hanging on to yeah. this for a while, so uh, I'm excited for people to be able to finally listen to this because it's quite a good interview
4: like here's the thing when we knew we had julian glover it's like all right that's our 100th episode you know we we, we got vj in, and vj was a great interview but you know vj was in one james bond movie i mean julian and Glover vlad? and vlad also in one james bond movie uh julian glover despite only being in one james bond movie i mean he was a main villain but the, the filmography of this guy like it is insane the amount of major franchises that he's been a major part of i mean james Bond's just one of it i mean he was a main villain in indiana jones he was a villain in star wars he was a villain in game of thrones doctor who uh it just goes on and on and on but you know as i think seems to be common now we want to talk to the people who knew roger best uh julian glover doesn't disappoint
2: well it is exactly that Noah. i'm actually quite sad you weren't on this episode because we've now interviewed two actors who are friends with roger moore so our kevin baker number to roger moore is officially one you've got Two, because you've got to be with us who've interviewed other people. Are you sad that you didn't speak to Julian?
3: I'm just learning for the first time that we talked to Julian
5: Glover. So I be <laughs> with uh,
2: no one has no clue what goes on on this show when he's not on it. Did yeah, You know but, we interviewed uh, Robert Darby as well, right?
3: <laughs> who? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait to to hear it i'm sure it's going to be plenty of great insights um and probably one of our better episodes to be honest
2: well plenty is a great name in james bond so there will be plenty here i would like to point out that on our 50th episode we did actually say that uh robert darby would be returning very shortly after that to come back for another interview <laughs> where the hell and is we- he well, exactly. We're here on our 100th, and we've got Julian Glover on because Robert Darby was unavailable. So I just thought I'd clarify that. But we're not here. If you want to hear Robert Darby, go back to a 50th episode. We're here to talk about uh, Julian Glover and his great interview with us. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to hand it over to Ben and Colin. I can't remember who hosted this, one of them did. And you're going to hear them introduce the esteemed Julian Glover right now. We'll be back with the dogs. After our interview with Julian Glover.
4: We're thrilled today to have uh, an actor on for an interview with maybe the largest filmography of anybody we've ever talked to. Uh, You might know him from so many iconic roles uh, in things such as The Empire Strikes Back, Harry Potter, Troy, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Game of Thrones, and a little movie that's celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, uh, which is the James Bond film, For Your Eyes Only, where he played the main villain, Christados. Uh, Julian Glover, so thrilled to have you on the show here today. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Good to be here. It's midday for me, but it, uh, it's not for you, I gather. Rather <laughs> no. yeah. Being able to I'm talk to a Bond up. villain
4: will instantly wake us up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I can wake you up if you want to. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do it. My voice is too big. And that's, another, that's a good, very lucky thing with me, that my voice has held up. Quite a lot of my friends who are my age, and you know, I'm very old now, um, have got, got into that sort of wheezy, wheezy mm-hmm. thing, and... Uh, Fortunately, for the moment, mine, mine holds up. So uh, uh, let's hope it long continues that way. And hopefully, so interview. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Rar! laughs>
2: we'll get you talking so much that it will just wane out by the end of it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know, just running through your filmography there. I mean, it's crazy. Ben and I are talking this past week, you know, we are telling people who were interviewing, they're like, Oh, here are you interviewing? And you could name just one of those roles and people would say, okay, yeah, I know him from game of Thrones. I know him from empire strikes back and all these things. Where does uh eyes only sort of rank among the many roles that I guarantee you probably get recognized for all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, for eyes only was the, <clears throat> the first really big break, um, in- into big movies. And, uh, it remains one of my favourite. Uh, my real favourite is Indiana Jones. That's a, an even better part than uh, than uh, uh, for your eyes only. Uh, I'm primarily. I mean, I've been terribly lucky in my life. I really have, because um, I'm primarily a theatre actor, and that's why I came into the business to to have that uh, that thing with a, an audience, which is a, a very live. Uh, thing to have uh, the feeling in the theatre when you're talking to an audience is quite different from talking to a camera anyway that's what I mostly am but I managed to fit in which is fantastic uh, All these I've been in I wouldn't say that <coughs> I've uh, starred in um, I've been in over <laughs> 70 movies and, um, and they go on I'm doing another one next week uh, I do a lot of uh, experimental films um, uh, uh, young people coming up learning how to be directors and all that i do quite a lot of that and um which gives me great pleasure because i know if i've got anything to say about anything uh, which is in the least bit interesting it will get passed on that's 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 uh part of my life's ambition is to pass things on like i i do a one-man show about um in the in theater um, of the oldest poem in the english language which is in the anglo-saxon and it's called Beowulf, which is the name of the main mm-hmm. character. And it's a tale of daring do and uh, dragons and all those things. Um, and it's taught as a university subject and it's very dry. People hate it. And one of my objects with that is to bring it to life, make people go, oh, that's a great story. And uh, well, I've been doing that for uh, over 15, 20 years now. And, wow. um, and I've done it all over the world. Uh, have I done it in ours? No, I haven't done it in Australia. Still time. I haven't done it. Plenty of no, time. No, I haven't <laughs> done it either. I haven't done it in Canada. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, anyway, that's, I'm just talking about the sort of things I like to do. Um, and say I'm terribly lucky to have got into all these fantastic big franchises. Um, one has followed another. The um, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, no, Star Wars, the, the Empire, was uh, pure nepotism, uh, absolutely nepotism. <laughs> Uh, uh, my the first film had come out and we'd all been knocked sideways by it um, we couldn't believe that they'd achieved what they'd achieved with, with that film and uh, from the very beginning with those planes coming down uh, uh, between all those rocks you know, Oh was fantastic um, and then my next door neighbour was the executive producer on it it's called Robert Watts oh, so a lot wow. of uh, will know of Robert Watts mm-hmm. and, he was the executive producer on that, and uh, he uh, one day he over the garden wall, literally, literally next door. I was in the garden, so was he, and he put his head over the fence and said, "I'm. I'm we're doing the next Star Wars film. Oh yeah! So do you want to be in it?" <laughs> I said, oh, "Well, yes, thanks. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very big part, but quite important." And I said, for well, fine. No, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Thank you very much." So I went and did that one, which was. Uh, one week of great fun i have to say yeah am um, not very well paid i have to say george lucas um but um uh it's made up for it later with conventions and things where i, I, I imagine. A lot of imagine yeah
2: it's yeah. kind of paid off eventually uh 40 odd years later maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> then later on they were making indiana jones which again was uh, executive producer was robert watts and he rang me and said uh, there's a, a, a seriously good part uh, going. Um, it's the part of the uh, German officer, the, the colonel officer in this uh, episode uh, of Indiana Jones. And, uh, so I went up for it and didn't get it. And, uh, oh, dear, all right, you know, you win some, you lose some. And because um, I look quite good for German officers. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway uh, is, that good, is that a good thing or? I got home <laughs> when, my, when my agent rang me and said uh, well you haven't got that Michael Byrne's got that now Michael Byrne if you remember the film has got the perfect face for that mm-hmm. I mean absolutely, and he's a very good actor and uh, I said oh well that's perfect that's uh, I don't mind losing it to him He's that's great he said but however they want to see you for Walter Donovan and my wife came in and picked me up off the floor, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I had to go along and do a thing called an audition with something called an American accent, <laughs> um, <laughs> and all that. But I did it, and um, and I got the part. And I, that again was through nepotism, through knowing someone. Great. So it's often is it's not who, what you know, but who you know. Um, uh, but I think I acquitted myself quite well in both those roles, and so I w- wasn't unhappy about the nepotism, uh, <laughs> and nor was my bank balance. Uh, <laughs> That's the main <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> uh, other films, uh, like Game of Thrones, which is not a film, of course, a series, as we all know, uh, I had to do four auditions for that one. Wow. And I wow. different parts, and I only got that because... Uh, someone who I know quite well, who now lives in the States, Roy de had been cast in that part. And uh, he's brilliant, very old man. And um, uh, he got suddenly very ill, and they were within a week or so of shooting. And so they rang me as a stopgap, would I do that? And I did that, but thank goodness. I mean, I feel all right about it because he got better, Uh, thank goodness, because we feared for him. and he played a, a part himself in the later episodes of, um, of, of Game of Thrones. So I, did, I didn't feel too bad about it.
6: <laughs> that, was,
0: yeah, that was purely by chance. I mean, the whole of England was there auditioning for Game of Thrones. As you oh, can I can imagine. imagine. <laughs> and uh, mind you, at the beginning, we didn't know how wonderful it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, we just thought this is another hot sci-fi series rather interestingly set in the, in the non-distant future or past or whatever it is. And we, we just thought well it's an interesting thing to do uh, and little did we know and uh, the very beginning of it i went and uh, you can't stop me talking i'm afraid that's, that's um, why we brought no,
2: you julian that's that's we, what we go for it,
0: it. <laughs> we we talked about um a, a week of it i suppose sitting at the table and being the council and all that and, uh, and a few other little scenes and i i thought this is no good um I'm just, I'm just, I'm just nothing. I'm just an old man with a beard. (laughs) So I went to the writers and said, I I really do want something more here. You know, it's, it's a, and I said, it sounds very conceited, but I'm a better actor than this. And you, you you know, and I had a dream that night. And the next day the dream came true. I literally dreamt. They came to me and said, we've had this wonderful idea um, that actually you're phony. Um, You're something in your private life and you're something in your public life. And your private life, you're a very vigorous old man, Hmm. uh, quite up to it, as we all know, (laughs) and um, and all sorts of other things. However, uh, publicly, you play this old man card, which is a very useful thing for your your political positions. And, uh, right, they didn't... So they shot an episode to, to show that. They didn't go on about it during the series, but I knew inside myself... Uh, that I was those things. So that really informed what I did. You wouldn't have seen anything different, but I then had something to work for. But mm-hmm. a great disappointment happened on that, and I've told them so, and they know about it. Uh, towards the end of the series, uh, was, it, was it series five? End of the series five, I think it was. Um, we were filming in Dubrovnik, and I had this wonderful scene where I. Um, Tyrion, uh, Tywin, um, uh, Charles Dance was fishing on the side of the water, and I came down with some message, some old message, and uh, he suddenly turned to me and said, "What's your game? What, what are you doing? What are you playing?" <coughs> and I realised he sussed me out. So I say, "Yeah, absolutely." So I stop being all bent down. I stand up to my full height, and I explain what I'm doing. That I'm I'm determined not to be one of those people who get bumped off. And, you know, I want a proper, proper funeral and, and be recognized for the work I've done. And he says, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so you can still carry my fish in, well, uh, <laughs> which I did. But that established me again as being a double player and they cut the scene. Oh, and oh. I was absolutely furious, absolutely furious. And I said, as a as result of that, I'm not going to do the last series. They said, You've got to do the last series. I said, I don't have to do the last series. I'm not contracted it, And because uh, I really didn't want to do it because I, I felt terribly sidelined. All I was doing by the end was saying, being ticked off by Cersei all the time. And that, that really mm. didn't satisfy my, my thespian instincts. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, eventually they said, Well, you've got to be. And I said, Why? And they said, Well, you've got this wonderful scene for you. I said, can I see the scene? No, 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 of course you (laughs) can't. You know how it is these days, they never let anything out. I said, Mm -hmm. all right, well, well, goodbye. So eventually it was settled by a a motorbike came around with with a a case in it and uh, inside were the sides of of that scene with written Julian Glover, secret not to be divulged, all over it. And indeed it was my death scene in Game of Thrones, which was a terribly good scene and... uh, so I said, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll do this as long as you pay me for that particular particular episode. You pay me three times the money. Wow. And um, <laughs> within, oh, I don't know, an hour, they were back saying you're on. So wow. it the proof of, proof of that is that uh, if you don't want something badly enough, you'll probably get it.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good message to have. I like that.
0: <laughs> so I got that fantastic death scene, and I, I was well happy. It was a good shoot. Game of Thrones was a great shoot, and um, such great people, lovely people. The writers and oh, such lovely people, and the other actors. I mean, I'd, I'd known Charlie Dance oh since Stratford on Avon in the early seventies, and um, so we've known each other that long, and uh, meeting people like Peter Dinklage it was such a pleasure such a, a sort I mean even I felt you know I've been around a bit but I felt a great honor to be among those really fine actors and um, and we knew by the end by the end of the first series but I remember going to the, the uh, going with my wife to the first showing of the first two episodes of the first series uh, which was a, 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 a crew showing and we went, and we didn't know what to expect. I said, "I haven't got very much to do." You know, And, he said, oh, that's all right. I know. and it started. I don't know if you've seen it, but it started with that white wall, and mm-hmm. an enormous, great wall for the north. And at the bottom, there's this little, little hole, out of which came some people with horses, and out of the, right at the bottom of the screen, and uh, they came, and uh, they hadn't gone any further than that when my wife and I involuntarily turned to each other and went. Wow. <laughs> I knew from then it was going to be a fantastic series,. Great. And it was.
2: Fantastic. Because it must be interesting. you sort of talk you talk a lot about the roles that you've had before and particularly the the three main franchises that, that Colin mentioned there with with Indiana Jones. Star Wars and, of course, James Bond. Each of those franchises, when you appeared in, were well-established at that point, of course. You know, obviously, Empire Strikes Back was the sequel, but Star Wars was such a hit. Indiana Jones, it was the third one. And for your eyes only, obviously, well into the James Bond canon. So to, to be a, a, in the ground level of such a hit as Game of Thrones, that's, that's very unique, I guess, kind of, from what maybe you were used to at that point.
0: Well, Yes, they did come as a bit of a surprise, but one takes a, you know, it's another, it really is another job and you do your best with that particular job. And it had, they happened to work out. Uh, <coughs> the, uh, 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 Fiora's only experience was a good one. Um, <laughs> it's extraordinary how an actor's life can change just like that. Uh, I'd had about six months out of work and I would, we were getting desperate. My wife wasn't working either. And, um, we were into, you know, selling the car stuff and talking about selling the house. And and we have a very modest semi-detached house here in 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 London, in, in the suburbs of London. Anyway, we were, to, we were into that. And one uh, weekend, my, no, about Wednesday, my agent rang and said, oh, I've got to get a movie. Uh, fantastic. It's a film, uh, a Roman movie with Tony Hopkins. And it's being filmed in Greece at the moment. Um, and they wanted to go out Uh, in uh, over a week's time. And I said, oh, fantastic, wonderful, wonderful. Very bad money, but it didn't matter. It was work and it was some money. So we arranged for my wife to come out with me and all that stuff. On the Friday, uh, another call from my agent saying, I'm terribly sorry, but the Screen Actors Guild is on strike. So all American films have been cancelled. Wow. So there I was, back at square one. We we went into a sort of despair. The next morning, Saturday morning, when no business in our business happens at all, my agent rang from home and said, they're interested in you, get along now for a film about Alexander the Great, uh, the great uh, Greek king, and they want you, they're interested in you for playing the part of his father, Philip of Macedon, um, and they go out next week to Greece. I, I, I said The money's dreadful <laughs> uh, I, I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it <laughs> So to cut the long story short I went out to court, to Corinth which is where the film was being made uh, did all that and was within a week of leaving it when my agent rang again in Spain in, in Greece and said uh, uh, they want you for the James Bond movie for the leading uh, they want me well they've got to meet you uh, Christ I said, Saturday, you've got to to be there on Sunday. And I said, I can't, I'm shooting all Saturday. And he said, Julian, this is a Bond film. Get out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and licked the feet of the first assistant. Um, (laughs) And and he was very understanding. And he managed to get rid of me at lunchtime on, on, on the Saturday. But only just in time for me to catch the plane to Frankfurt from Athens, which I was in all my makeup and everything. Um, I was taking my makeup off in the car going to Athens airport and uh, Frankfurt, then to London and then home. And my wife, who was in the theatre at the time, couldn't believe it when I walked in through the door. You're supposed to be in... Corinth, yes well this is what happened and the next morning I went for an interview, long interview with uh, Cubby Broccoli and his wife Dana and everybody else on the film it seemed and I thought this is a bit funny and the costume chap after my long talk uh, said and they went the couple went off, Cubby and his wife went off into, into another room to talk and uh, Tony Nichols, the uh, costume chap said you've got it Julian I can tell that Dana wants you and um Indeed, I got it. Got the part of the leading villain in a James Bond movie. Wow. With the That's... next plane out, and the next morning I was shooting again, and that evening, of course, I bought dinner for the whole whole. I funeral. can imagine, and, um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a special dinner for that first assistant. Wow. And then, uh, after that, uh, I all I had to do was fly the little bit of distance between Corinth and Corfu which was a half hour plane journey. Um, and I got, the first thing I did was re- greeted with this brown envelope with 520 pounds in it, which was my first weeks per diem. I simply couldn't believe it, it was out of poverty into, wow, what is this <laughs> uh, filming? And, uh, <coughs> and I did my first day's filming when I got there, it was stuff on a boat. And I knew jolly well that uh, if I'd screwed up, I'd be, I'd be out on the next plane. Uh, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't screw up when I was kept on for the film and that's the brief history of Julian the, Glover. The, the, rest, life, the
2: rest is history. You, you, your first taste, though, I believe, of, of the Bond franchise is I believe you did read for the role of James Bond back when uh, Roger Moore was that cast was back long, in Live and Let Die. Time. Is that
0: correct? Yeah, I, I think there were half a dozen of us up for it. and We had to go and do a film test so we had to do a scene from it with a gun and everything. And I wasn't very good. I knew I wasn't going to I wasn't going to get it. I didn't quite know where to put my head for it. And um, I I wasn't very good. And of course, anyway, at the end of all that, uh, we all knew that Roger Moore was going to get it because he just finished with the Saint. And he was a dead ringer for for James Bond. And indeed, he did get it and quite right, too. Uh, Yes. So I was a contender, but that's all
2: imagine how your life would have been had you gotten that role Julian I can imagine be a bit more than $520 in an envelope if you had got the live and let die money perhaps <laughs>
0: it was $520
2: yes. yeah exactly which it, it must be interesting because obviously you know it's, it's everybody says playing a villain's more fun and I mean look I'm not an actor but I if you're not going to be James Bond the next best thing is to be a Bond villain surely so when you're kind of casting that role as Christados you must be thinking back to that going well okay never got James Bond but I'm a Bond villain this is going
0: to be pretty fun. Yes. The only problem with playing villains, which as you realise has been the cornerstone of my <clears throat> professional life, is that you don't get to do the sequel.
2: Mm-hmm. That is a little bit of a problem.
0: You're not there at the end of a Bond film.
2: Unless you're Blofeld, (laughs) right? If you're Blofeld, (laughs) then maybe. But you often get recast if you're Blofeld. I mean, Blofeld was sort of in for your eyes only, legally not allowed to be called Blofeld, but, you know, bald man drop down (laughs) chimney, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know... uh, Modern James Bond, the villain, often can survive. Maybe Christopher Walken did. Not Christopher Walken. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Different uh, Christoph, of course, for that. But, uh... yeah, but
0: usually, usually they want the villain to die. True. The audience true. want the villain to get it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. The I mean,
0: wonderful death of my best death ever, of course, was uh, Indiana Jones, mm. which is just fantastic death. And that was, Well, um... oh, I'll have a little story about that that was uh two days shooting took two days to shoot that 16 second sequence um and what they, a couple of months or maybe a month before the filming started I went down and they made a uh, like a death mask of my face um, uh, out of plaster of Paris and there it was and they used that as the basis for the uh, the other work they did later you know the pieces they put on and, and I' don't know, uh, prosthetics. And, um, and it's, I say, it took two days to film 16 seconds. Oh, and the way the hair remember, you probably don't remember, some of your <coughs> listeners or viewers will. Uh, there's a moment when my hair grows like that, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was done, shot in reverse. There was a chap in front of me, and he had had the wick, and it was all down. And he they shot in reverse, and he pulled it like that. It went wow. up, head, and that's the way they did it. Shot it in reverse. <clears throat> anyway, that plaster of Paris face, um, which by the end of the movie I looked about 180. Um, uh, the props department said, "Do you want this?" I said, I "Want it?" They said, "Yeah, you can take it away." No, we don't want it. And I said, "Oh wow, well, okay. Uh, thanks for so watching. I took it home. I showed it to Isla, my wife. And do uh, she's." Oh Christ, get no, get that's horrible. <laughs> what are you gonna <laughs> mount it on the wall above the bed <laughs> get in the garage? So. so I put it in the garage. <laughs> A few months later, we were clearing out the garage, you know, like you do. And um, I came in. I said, No, I've got this. It's disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> bin it, bin it. So I've been. About three years later, I was telling a dealer, I think I was in Atlanta, um, about this. He said, you binned it. You binned that mask. (laughs) I said, yes. He said, said, Julian, if you had that mask with you now, I would give you $35,000 for it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Since when I haven't thrown anything away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow jeez i can't imagine like your helmet from star wars like what well, that would fetch i mean if you kept that i mean that's probably going to get more than 35 grand isn't it what <laughs> your your what? helmet from empire strikes back when you're Dependent. in the yeah. Would be.
0: yeah let me tell you um i put a lot of myself up for auction early last year thinking in lockout where the hell do i want all this stuff um and uh so a lot went up for auction, and my badge that I had as General Veers, which is about that wide and about that long, with different colours on it, um, I sold for eight thousand pounds.
2: Wow, oh.
0: eight thousand pounds! It was probably more than you that. got
2: for the movie. You I think you got paid more <laughs> for that than you did to get paid by George <laughs> Lucas, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Completely more. We got I think we got a thousand, a thousand, or maybe. Yeah, a thousand for that week's work, five days' work we got for it. So uh eight times just for that one object. <laughs> it's a weird, weird world we live in. So, so the dealers say never throw anything out because you never know there's someone who's gonna want it. And yeah. uh, there usually is. Some damn silly little thing which you hadn't thought about, you know, they'll they'll pay you a few pounds for. Well, okay. Well I you know, mean at my, age, at my age you welcome these things. You know, you need yeah, the money. Well,
4: the fan community for movies like this has just exploded. And, you know, I've talked about on uh, on this show before that uh, uh, a couple of years ago, you were scheduled to make um, an appearance at the Winnipeg Comic Con, but unfortunately you had to cancel. It might have been Game yeah. of Thrones, who knows. But, uh, uh, y- you know, now the one thing that through this lockdown that seems to have exploded is these online comic cons. So I have to imagine, I mean, for you doing that, being able to be in your living room, that's gotta be great. And just the amount of people, like I can connect with people who would never come to a Winnipeg Comic-Con almost on every single weekend.
0: Yeah, I've never done a a full uh, convention on on, um, a big Comic-Con. I've never done a full one with thousands of people, but I've done quite a lot of uh, this sort of interview, uh, which then goes out for sale. Mm uh and i make make some money out of it it's actually uh, those have saved my life during this um during this time of lockdown uh because i've done quite a lot of them uh this sort of thing you know if i was doing it commercially would bring me in i don't know 200 dollars or something uh which you know pays for your coffee doesn't it Mm. yeah (laughs) pretty good coffee but it's, it's, yes, it's, also it's a- I've noticed a tremendous explosion on um, uh, people writing me, writing to me for autographs and things. I got a watch like that every week now, um, wow. uh, so, which is a terrible bore to do, but you do it because it's part of your job,
6: mm-hmm. and.
0: Uh, I'm in the middle of a pile now, which is one of the reasons I can't talk to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's
2: same with us, actually, Julian. Colin and I get lots of autograph requests as well. So, you know, just tons. Just yes. tons. Yes. <laughs>
0: probably. So, probably you know it's like,
2: yeah, we're we're, we're very, <laughs> very very popular, but it, it is interesting because I I read an interesting stat that you are the only actor to have ever appeared in the James Bond, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones franchise, which each in their own self, of course, have massive fan bases. And you add Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, everything else that you've Doctor face. Who, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Who. I mean, you Doctor know these yeah massive two yeah. Doctor Who's. So mm-hmm. do, when you're getting those cards to sign, are, are, are they mainly a picture of General Veers? Are they mainly a picture of Christados? Like is, is one fan all community bigger or all, sort of all equal?
0: All of them. All those main, uh, yes, Star Wars. For your eyes only, I get them. Uh, in fact, all, all the films you mentioned, Game of Thrones, <clears throat> all of them, um, and you sign maybe 350, 400, uh, not, they don't charge a tremendous amount, but it it is helpful, thank you very much indeed. And um, as I said, it's helped a great deal recently. But the, the cards are a separate thing. They're, they're a commercial deal. People are going to make a lot of money out of your signature. And um, so you do a financial thing with the autographs. You just, you, you do them, you, you send them out. And sometimes they send you money and sometimes they don't. And, they, and sometimes they don't even send an envelope. Sometimes they don't even send a photograph. Mm. Uh which annoys me a bit. There's no way I can say, send me a bloody photograph and I'll sign it. You can't do that, and uh, so you do it anyway. Uh, you, you know, because um, they all, everyone assumes, of course, that actors are terribly rich, and, and uh, some actors are. Uh, I think Tom Hanks is all right. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: he's done all right for himself. I, I can imagine.
0: <laughs> Run of the mill, of the mill actor. If he's if he's done quite well, has done quite well I mean I've earned my living and that of my family uh, with my wife uh, at it and where we have a comfortable life comfortable middle-class life um, but nothing flashy or anything uh, our, and our salaries are often zero uh, sometimes we'll do work just for the sake of doing the work and I've done several things like that during this lockdown it's a, just to keep your hand in a, and when you're doing it you do one work one work day on a film you come back from, oh, yes, that's why I'm here. Uh, this, this is what I'm for here, to, to do this thing called acting. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, but you're quite right. There has been a tremendous explosion of uh, of interest through emails, through through the, the media, and uh, through the posts as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
4: And, and, you know, we know you don't. Uh, we know that you don't have uh, all day with us here, but I, I can't, uh, you know, not ask you really quickly about Doctor Who. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, you had one brush with Doctor Who in the '60s, I think, with uh, Patrick Troughton, Uh, But then City of Death, uh, which I just rewatched last year, and I was like blown away. I cu- I woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep. I put on City of Death, <laughs> thinking, "Well, I'll be able to fall asleep." And I was up till five in the morning. You know, uh, that story. <laughs> has not only lived now for... I mean, it it was voted, I think, multiple times as the greatest Doctor Who story of all time. Uh, And, you know, for television, you know, to live on probably at the same level as some of those movies, I mean, it's just fantastic.
0: Well, that's uh, very good to hear you say that. I have to say, it has gone into the classic Doctor Who Mm -hmm. spectrum. Uh, It was written, of course, by a really professional actor, uh, a writer and had a very good cast, and on my part, was wonderful going through all history being different things, uh, and then ending up as that green spaghetti with, with yeah. a lime. Do Yeah. Do you have that mask still? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have that. Oh, that would be good to have. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a, that'd <laughs> I'm be sure your wife
4: that. would love that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You wouldn't have minded that one. But he doesn't look <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just so put it on. Put it on um, this
2: weekend, Julian. That's it.
0: <laughs> the first Doctor Who was uh, in the in the v- very first series of ever of Doctor Who, with William Hartnell, you know, the original, and um, and they were more sort of regular stories, not so magic in those days. I don't. There weren't any Daleks in in that in in his that the story that I did. I played the. Richard the Lionheart, the great English king, um, who has been proved since is far from being a great man, but uh, he's gone down in English legend as being a great man. But it was him and a lovely actress called Jean Marsh, played by my sister. Jean Marsh of Upstairs, Downstairs, maybe some of your mm-hmm. readers may remember that. Yep. Um, and that, that was lovely, except that um, I'm afraid that uh, William Hartnell didn't like us very much. And, um, <laughs> No, he just didn't. He thought we were lardies. We thought we were actor poshos, you know. And, um, yeah. uh, and he didn't like us, so he wasn't very nice to us. But we enjoyed being with each other and, and, and doing the story, which was, which was a fun story. Uh, I found out later, funnily enough, um, that, that I wore a sort of um, a hempen, rather nice green jacket thing uh, in that. And um very nice and royal. And um, many years later, I went to a friend of mine's flat who was in the film of Beckett. Remember that film, Beckett? Mm-hmm. Was- yeah, oh, Peter he- O'Toole. Yeah, right, you got it. Um, and he played the young English boy in it. He had lots of photographs of, uh, of the film in his study. And then one of them, Peter O'Toole, was wearing my jacket. Wow. <laughs> Except that I, I wore his jacket, of course. It was in the costumes somewhere, and they, they thought it was right for me. So I felt, oh, I t- touched royalty
2: there. <laughs> it counts. Marvelous. It counts. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to know with the role of Christados. What what's so unique about for your eyes only, is that halfway through the film, you kind of have this quick pull situation where, you know, we think that you're the good guy that you're working with bond. And then of course, ultimately you're the, the villain, uh, throughout that role. And of course, any actor will say, and, uh, you know, you're playing the villain we know are the villain, but you don't play it as a villain. You always assume that your motives are good, of course, uh, you know, throughout that. But does that make it, I mean, how is that playing a role like Christados, where, for the audience perspective, we don't know you're really evil, at least in our eyes, until halfway through. Does that make it a, a different way of playing a character like that? Or do you still play it the same? Because, as I said, you kind of play a villain, not assuming that you're a villain all the time.
0: You, you play it for the motives you're, you're, the character has for doing it. <clears throat> and he wanted money in order to go on properly protecting and uh, promoting that skater. Mm, baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and who was his protégé. And it's not until later in the film that he gets a bit bad with her um, uh, when he gets frustrated. But that's the that was my main object in it. And I was willing to uh help the Russians in whatever way I helped in that sort of typewriter thing. attack, whatever it's the, called. The ATAC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called? The ATAC. ATAC. Yeah, yeah. Um ATAC, yeah. Um, I was able to do that because I mean I wanted to do it because I wanted money from the Russians and uh exactly the same motivation as in For Your Eyes Only. No, for in, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Walter Donovan wants, needs the money in order to find the secret of eternal life. And I, I ask you now, both of you, what would you do for the secret of eternal life? Um,
2: well, I mean, I'll, I'd hang out with Lynn Holly Johnson. If that's an option, I'd hang out with BB. Like, can we <laughs> yeah, You get no have the money? I'll, I'll have Lynn Holly Johnson. Does that work?
0: <laughs> Holly Johnson, wasn't she lovely? Ah, uh,
2: yeah. She,
0: she came over from uh, f- from the states when um, when Roger died, and he had a wonderful uh, ser- celebration at the Pinewood Studios. Uh, took all afternoon. It was just absolutely fantastic tribute. Uh, and she came all the way from the states for that. Hardly changed at all, little Holly. Such a bonny girl, and such a nice young woman. Uh, she was t- tremendously popular and. We all adored her. Yes. Well, that was that was what I had to like in Game of Thrones. You hold something inside yourself, which is the reason you're doing things. You know, even Hitler didn't do things for no reason. Mm-hmm. You might hate the reasons, but he 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 did horrible things. But he thought he was doing it for a, the right
2: reasons. I mean, obviously he, history frowns upon Hitler, that, but he thought he was.
0: Hitler himself was not. Um, someone who relished in torturing human beings. Mm. Now, to play that is a quite different thing, Uh, to to play someone who gets pleasure, sometimes almost sexual pleasure, from hurting someone very badly and seeing the results of their hurt. That's another thing entirely from being Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big closes his eyes to all that, if he can, and just takes the rewards. He's got a different motive it sounds very arch and very actory, but I am an actor so why shouldn't I talk like an actor um you you have to find the the bottom of the blow you have to which doesn't show well I suppose it does but, but you don't consciously play either a villain or a good guy but you're a good guy if it, if Chris Dartos was a good, nice chap, good chap to have dinner with and a good conversationalist. Had this rivalry, of course, with Topol, but that's something which can happen in any businesses. Uh, people have rivalries. Uh, and in Indiana Jones, he, he was someone who had this extraordinary ambition to find this secret and um, to find the Holy Grail, really. Uh, as I say, I challenge anyone not to be sorely tempted to do anything rather naughty in order to get that and um he didn't however it did end up with me being the only person to have shot sean connery on screen to have (laughs) killed sean connery on screen and if it wasn't for that damn juice which i didn't drink (laughs) um, (laughs) he'd be dead now and of course all sean is dead now I knew Sean many, many years ago when I did a, a wonderful Shakespeare series on television in England called An Age of Kings, um, which, we, which we did in black and white in those old days. As 50 minute episodes, we did it like a soap. And we went through the, the history plays from one to, beginning to the end. Uh, and Sean Connery was employed to come in and play a wonderful part, which I wanted very badly. I had to admit that Sean was much better. Called Hotspur, and if you think of the name Hotspur, you can see what Sean could do with it. Yeah. And, um, and he was absolutely fantastic. And that's that's when we first got to know each other. And we knew each other peripherally, you know, at parties and things like that. How did Sean had a little chat, uh, and then we got to work on the film. And it was, a, it was very nice to be together with him. And um, and then he was able to properly introduce me to Harrison. And uh, we got on very well. To, well, rest why
2: The not? rest is history. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting actually because I believe you have worked with four of the Bond actors as well. You're mentioning Sean, obviously Roger and Eyes only, and you've worked with uh, Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan as well. So, and, and we were trying to work this out that you might be outside of you know someone like Desmond Llewellyn um, you know, one of the only actors who will worked with that many of the Bond actors. You need to find something to do with Daniel Craig and George Lazenby, Julian. I feel like you, you need to tick off the, the list here so you can say you've worked with all six of them.
0: Well, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you never know. Daniel Craig's about to retire as Bond. Like, he might start doing some of, you know, things like a Game of Thrones prequel or something like that, or who knows? <laughs>
0: A reunion part. Yeah, yeah, and George. Laz-
2: <laughs> George Lazenby's not doing much. I'm sure he'll you know, like. They they need to do something like that, and maybe you know, just you need to find your agent to say like, "Hey, I need to find something to do with Daniel Craig and George Lazenby. It's killing me that I haven't worked with these two Bond actors. And the <laughs> that, other
0: four that would, <laughs> that would complete the the, the quadruple. The thing. Quintu- 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 yeah.
2: Yes. I don't know how you are collecting things. Like I, for one, if that was me, I love collecting things and I can't leave things uncollected. I'd be like, like, make it happen somehow. Daniel Craig, George Lazenby, (laughs) get them in a movie with me, a TV show, anything, uh, uh, an audio book, something. I need to work with them. (laughs)
0: So I can boast about it. Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't think there would be any, I mean, outside of, you know, the broccolis and and people who have worked on, you know, behind the scenes. But I I would love a listener to be able to correct me if I'm wrong, that there has been somebody there who has, has acted with every single one of them because that would be a unique little statistic.
0: Yeah, so I'm trying to think. However, you're not going to kick me into doing anything about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought I had that sway. Not <laughs> I, quite. <laughs> I, I worked with all, with all the James Bonds. That's absolutely really right. Yes, I have, except for him. Yeah. Mind you, yeah. we, we don't count him. No. I'm afraid. <laughs> 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 oh, we don't. poor George, fellow <laughs> yeah. Australian. Yeah. He was from out of out of left field. He came, and um, it, it, that film should never have happened anyway. Mm. Uh, well, because it, it was a rogue film, nothing to do with copy Broccoli and all those. <clears throat>
6: anyway. And uh,
4: we know that uh, you have a big stack of uh, autographs, get back to signing, and uh, uh, video one-on-ones, all the stuff you're doing. But uh, is there anything uh, before we let you go that uh, you want to plug? Any big projects coming up uh, that people should get excited about?
0: No. Uh, I'm going to be doing another small film, uh, well, no, I hope it's going to be a big film, um, about the first person to ever uh, put on boxing gloves, having been a, a barefoot, bare-knuckle uh, fighter before that, a champion of England and champion of the world for a time, and um, who uh, had his eye knocked out uh, in a boxing match and came back and continued for another 5 years as a professional boxer <laughs> winning every single contest. Wow. Uh until he was until he was finally beaten. Uh, and he gave up with a good grace because he had got with one eye he he did that. And I play one of those lords who fops around uh providing the money for these uh these boxers who uh come from absolutely nowhere and uh but they have been very very good at that. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. Uh I was stopped from doing something for the BBC, which uh, came right at the beginning of the, of the lockdown, first lockdown. But I was able to finish it in um, in January of this year. So that that was OK. Of course, the work has dropped off tremendously anyway for a chap of 86. You know, you, you don't... You, there aren't a lot of parts around. And if they are, there are. They're played by Michael Gambon, probably. Hmm. And, um <laughs> 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 That's the way it goes, but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay, and uh, I've had an extraordinarily lucky and unfortunately ha- happy private life. I was my first marriage was, uh, as I said, was was happy up to a point, and then it went wrong. Um, but my second marriage has been absolutely perfect, and uh, as I say, we are very fond of each other. Every evening we have the same routine: as a, a glass of wine sitting quietly by ourselves, talks, us having the day over. Not that there's much to have over these days. is a, a day. Yeah. What happened Well, I got up and had two, a, a piece of toast and a half a piece of toast? <laughs> <laughs> I did <that> Tonight <laughs> might
2: be different. You might be able to talk about those fantastic podcast hosts that you had a great conversation with who, you know, are, yeah. are fantastic and I recommend them to anyone. That, that's, that could be tonight's conversation, Julian.
0: <laughs> not at all. No, not at all.
2: You did say yeah, paint like paint drying as well. Like that's the thing too. So yeah, maybe fourth on the list after those cards and the paint and the toast. Uh, We'll take that fourth on the list by Julian Glover. Yeah, that's pretty good review for us. (laughs)
0: Listen, I
2: think we've done, haven't we? We are pretty much done, Julian. I I will say though, it has been a pleasure to chat with you and obviously go over you know some great memories from your career. Yeah. just a Thank bit, you. just a bit, but uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, we wish you all the best of luck with everything coming forward.
0: My regards to all your listeners and viewers, okay? God bless.
4: Ah! <laughs> See, it's the first time Noah's heard it, so that's an authentic laugh from him. I didn't realize he was so funny,
2: I just um. <laughs> I just literally had to hold off from saying something cuz I realized we had a kookaburra on the line but um that was uh that was a lot of fun and learnt a lot and got to say Julian really interesting he's I mean for a man who is uh you know quite uh of age now he's still very engaging and still very entertaining and i mean i think a, a large portion of what i like sort of the behind the scenes stuff there is uh we met his wife his wife was getting getting him into the zoom getting him all up and set up and ready to go so uh i mean you know, she looked like a lovely <laughs> <Yeah>. lady colin
4: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i always love the pre-interview stuff nobody's gonna hear it on air but sometimes you go into these interviews and, and We've both said, I don't know if it's on this, this show or another show that uh, it's not often that you actually get starstruck anymore uh, doing interviews, but sometimes when you're interviewing like Julian Glover, you're like, oh, I, I, like this was one where it's like, I'm waking up early in the morning and we got the, let's just say this to you. We got the day wrong.
2: Yes. Ben and Sorry, I No, 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 Colin, 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 I got the day wrong. You did Ben didn't. got the day I wrong, did. yeah.
4: So, so behind the scenes story here before I get to the excitement of the, the pre-interview stuff. Um, so ben had told me yeah okay so the interview is gonna be monday it'll be i think it was like 5 30 a.m my time 3 30 a.m your time
6: Mm, and
4: i'm up i'm waiting for it i'm like there is no way i'm missing this i was excited and it's probably 10 or 15 minutes in and i'm like so what was the time again you're like well they told me it was tuesday at whatever london time and i'm like wait wait ben but it's monday morning he goes yeah but it's tuesday right now i'm like Ben, it is impossible for it to be more than twenty-four hours in the future. <laughs> I was like, no, but wait—if London is, oh man, <laughs> he suddenly realized a day early. <laughs>
3: We
7: yeah, woke up,
4: but that's how excited we were for this. So for anyone listening,
3: these are the two old
4: fogies that I've got to deal with.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, Noah, of course, couldn't even bother to wake himself up that day. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it's but, because uh, it's because um, Julian Glover's from a movie past 1980. He's only into the old movies. He's very hipster with that Noah. Yeah, that's, no. the, that's the, like hipster, the
4: modern view of Double Seven. Who <laughs> knew? Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of gives you an idea how excited we were for this. Uh, and yet yeah, you get that pre-interview stuff where, you know, the, the wife's trying to help him set up Zoom. He's introducing her. He's asking us a lot of questions. I mean, I, I actually think of a lot of the interviews we've done. This is one of the ones that was actually hardest to start because he was just like, all right, and where are you from? And I remember he was asking about the pictures behind me with the mogul's pictures. What is that? I'm like, oh, those are moguls skiers. And he goes, what's moguls? And he wanted me to explain the sport of moguls to him. Like, just a great guy. Just to think Come about on, that, Julian, Colin, for a second. We've got places to be.
2: <laughs> you, you, you got to ask, oh, Julian Glover got to ask you about moguls. You got to explain Julian Glover about moguls. I mean, you yeah, can say ben, that to your grandkids.
4: As Ben laughed and said, you notice there's no pictures of his family behind you. <laughs>
2: I will say that if um, you enjoy that interview and want to enjoy it again, you can watch the video of that on our YouTube channel without all this crap oh. that you're listening to right now. So if you're you're crap and bored and you don't bored, uh, you don't want to listen to the rest of this, then go and watch the video. You can see Julian's pretty face. <laughs> Turn
3: into a pirate.
2: I did <laughs> bored. Bored.
3: <laughs> bored. Yeah, I don't think on the sea, so I kind of get it. <laughs>
2: Yes, exactly. But uh, big thanks to Julian and his management for coming on. The first time that I can say that I've interviewed somebody from Star Wars as well. Colin, you are the same. I mean, I know this is a James Bond podcast, and obviously we've been lucky enough to have a few actors on now from James Bond movies and Fran Drescher. But the fact is now that we can officially say we've interviewed somebody in Star Wars. We, we, yeah. We've we interviewed someone hired by Darth Frickin' Vader, Colin.
4: Yeah, exactly. Not, not to mention... Uh, somebody who aligned with the Nazis. First time we can say that too, and was defeated by Indiana Jones.
2: Well, I mean, you can say that. I've interviewed plenty of Nazis, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Download Right Wing Oz, now available on the Racist Network. Um, I'm pumped and excited right now, though, to go over some moments here from our uh, 100 episodes, because I'll say this, Noah, you... Back in our 50th, this was kind of in your, ooh, I'm going to go across Europe phase. And, you know, we used to call you James Bond, but let's be honest, we know you can't get a date. So uh, I don't know how much of James Bond you really were. So I'm excited that oh, you're actually here. We don't have to like... Well, true. Well, I like a Touché. Touché. We know you've got some ginger pube girlfriend out there. But the thing that I am excited for today is that we don't just have to cross to a five minute clip. I recently listened to our 50th episode. You sounded so bored. I don't even know where I was like talking to you from, but you're like, "Yes, I'm so excited to be here. It has been a while."
3: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I can jo- I joke about the Julian Glover thing, but I generally don't remember that I was doing a fiftieth to the special.
2: Robert Darby, you may have heard of him. Was in Licence to Kill. I remember uh-
3: I talked to Colin about Roger Moore kicking the bucket, but I don't remember doing any other episode for that. So.
2: Well, I mean, we should say that in the space of uh, 49 episodes between episode 50 and episode 100, we have killed two James Bonds. So uh, that's <laughs> We,
4: stop saying we, Ben. Just own it.
2: Hey, I owned <laughs> the fact that I got us up early. I'm not owning two things in this episode. I'll start with you, Noah, though. Go back in time and talk about when you remember us talking about starting a James Bond podcast because this was in the youthful days of Survivor Oz. Oh, remember those days. memory. And somehow or another, we all decided to start talking about a certain film franchise outside of Survivor. Uh, Do do you remember it, Noah? Do you remember us coming together as three men that probably shouldn't have been talking to one of us because they were slightly younger than us?
3: Yeah, I think I was maybe 20 when we started this show. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And and now I've got a crook neck and I'm an alcoholic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what this show has done to you. That's
4: the the, the time. Wait, hold on a second. And we're the old guys on the show, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Don't tease me. I'm the one who has to carry on this show when you (laughs) two go. Yeah, like, it's amazing. It's been six years and since the inception of Double Seven there's only been one James Bond film and we've still managed to crank out a hundred episodes. Um but yeah, despite it being such a long time and I've uh, more or less uh more or less retired and I'm I'm a bit over kind of the podcast thing. I mean these two guys have seemed to ramp it up <laughs> I kind of calm down on the podcast things and these guys, uh, but they'll get over it eventually. Um, but even, even so, uh, there will always be that special thing for 007. Like we did some other shows pre 007, but I'll always maintain that. I always maintain that, uh, that kind of season one of 007, when we went through the films, uh, one by one, uh, it was all quite new with none of us had ever done film recaps uh, i remember me and ben had done a random star wars uh one before which i guess yeah. could be almost like a sort of backdoor pilot kind of thing but it was that was more of a rant cast than anything but uh yeah so even though i don't really do much of it anymore i will always maintain that that first season that first year the lead up to Spectre, all those film ca- will always be the best, most memorable, uh, podcasting that I've ever done. And I don't know if you, you guys have done a lot more than me, so I don't know if you share that sentiment, but I just have so many fond memories from that year and really looking forward each week to watching the, and then coming on, spending three hours just, uh, chatting. And it was never, ever a chore. I was always excited to be doing it. Uh, and, in some ways it seems so long ago but in other ways it doesn't really seem that long ago the memories are still fresh we still make in jokes about those original episodes even not on this show we still bring things up um so i always maintain i did a lot before that i haven't done much after but that first kind of year of 007 was just so much fun and such a joy and uh we, we weren't really sure what it was going to be and if it was going to work. I remember this was kind of the first step into film recaps. We were all making it up as we went along and we're still doing that. Um, and then, yeah, after I haven't been as present, but it's always such a fun time whenever there's like a pandemic or something, I can find some time to come on.
4: Oh, uh, we all have uh, fun when there's a pandemic.
2: Oh, <laughs> con- con- common thing in the last six years. And
3: it's always uh, a lot of fun to come back. So I have not been as present after we finished and, you know, a lot happened kind of, we had a lot of plans after the first season and things happened and it didn't go to plan. Uh, but, uh, we've still managed to crank out some episodes and yeah, just the fact that we started the year of a Bond film and we've been going for six years and there's still not been another one. Um, <laughs> but hopefully that will soon change. But yeah. Uh, for me, that will always be kind of the most memorable podcasting I've done. And I still hold that in a real high regard, even if I'm not as present these days, uh, that, that first run so much fun, so memorable.
2: Oh, just before I get your thoughts, Colin, I realise we don't usually ask questions here. We do have an order here, and all of a sudden, I've just decided to go back to the old days. Um, just looking here quickly, I know this is our hundredth episode, but I think I factored into the the point here that we have had four best of episodes. How I don't know, um, and of course. I mean, it's genius. We will say that in sort of a weird way. I'm, I'm I'm saying these stats based on the fact that we're recording this episode before we've recorded the three episodes that came before this, so make sense of that how you will. But, uh, Noah, this is your 59th appearance on this show, so well done. Uh, Colin, you have been on every single episode bar one. Um, well, technically two, because you weren't really on that Shirley Manson sort of redux one, so you've done very well. While I think I've only been on, not been on, like, three or four so uh good good runs there people and I will say that I've I've just started re-listening back to our shows because remember a couple of episodes ago Noah Noah's like Ben you need to get a job well I haven't gotten one yet so I don't have a life <laughs> um and I did I messaged you both in our group and said uh, in our very first episode our pilot episode Noah mentions the words we're talking about Spectre only a couple of months away at that point and Noah's like Oh, yeah, like, I just heard that Daniel Craig was signed on to at least 2020, so you know we're going to have at least two more Bond films before then. <laughs> Hello, 2021, and we still haven't had a sequel to Spectre, so, um, you know, how times change. So, oh, that the good the old official days. That's
1: the
3: historian of 007.
2: That is right. Uh, the history of 007 coming soon to a bookstore near you. Colin, I, I mean, again, I'll, I'll scrap the uh, questions after this. We'll go back to our order. But um, you've been here pretty much for everything, you old man. So um, I'm guessing your ma- memory is a little bit better than Noah's because you're not as drunk as he is.
4: Uh, I, I mean, I'm i kind of just going to go along with what Noah said. That, you know, we, we weren't sure how to do this podcast. And I think the most impressive thing, I may have even said this on our 50th episode, the most impressive thing Um, is that what we did in the Dr. No, the first episode, I believe most of it was just making up on the fly. I don't think we had any type of order, nothing like that. It was just, uh, let's just introduce ourselves. As far as I know, even our My Name Is, which is now something we carry over even into uh, the Oz Network, is something that it just sort of happened. Whoever was hosting that episode said it. And then we're like, oh, everybody else has got to come up with a quote. And that just sort of became a thing. Uh, so I, we literally made this up as we went along, but so much of our format has actually stayed the same. Uh, I, I think for me, the like what Noah said, the first recaps we did, I mean, you can't talk that. And I mean, I definitely have fun with the, uh, the rankings and the commentaries and everything. But uh, when we started this, we kind of had loose opinions of what everybody's... You know, favorite James Bond moments were, everybody's favorite James Bond characters and all that. Just sort of as we went along discovering, oh, this person really likes this movie, being able to sell each other on that was great. Finding humor and things where uh, some of the funniest moments were when one of us would bring up something and it was something that we, for maybe 10 years, had thought, oh, this is just a random funny moment and nobody else is going to get this. And the other two are like, I've got that in my notes too. You know, that happens more often than you would think. Uh, But I remember that first season, as Noah calls it, uh, where we were just tr- we were rushing to get these out. We wanted to get all of the episodes out before Spectre, and I think at the end we ended up getting what nineteen or twenty of them out before Spectre. Yeah, something
2: ridiculous. Which I mean, it's actually it's it's interesting you say that because Noah, you talk about us doing that Star Wars episode. That actually came a lot after we'd started 007 because that was called Force Awakens, oh. which was what like a month <laughs> after um, say, Spectre. I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I, I look back at that period in my life and think. How I was working full yeah. time back then. How the hell did I, we do and, that?
4: <laughs> and, and this this just shows how much we enjoy doing this compared to even all our other podcasts. When, when we do the Oz network, you know people should listen to it. We have some good stuff on there. We cover more stuff than just I everyone. Mean, pretty much everything. is yeah, it's, it's also not present there. Uh, but <laughs> Ben and I often say, you know, the majority of the time, even if you're covering a movie that you love, it's work. It's very rare that you do an episode, even if it's something that like you grew up watching this movie and you love it, where it's not like, oh, I got to take notes and all this. I don't think there was a single Bond movie that we covered where it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to do this. And you don't mind t- taking the notes and all that. Uh, and you mentioned how you're working a full time job. and man, I-, I basically had three jobs at the time. Uh, I, w- I was kind of doing my own business, so I had some control over my hours. But most of our episodes were recorded like late nights for me, uh, where we'd start maybe 10 11 o'clock at night and by the end we were going like four hours on some of these episodes even when we edit it you got to figure we had 50 minutes beforehand 50 minutes after somebody has to go to the bathroom a couple of times usually noah uh somebody gets rained out in their shed usually noah uh then we have all these breaks there were times where I was up till three, four in the morning. And then I was waking up at, you know, six 37 in the morning to record. And there wasn't one time where I was like, Oh, I got to record tonight. Like it was just that much fun. The more pleasant thing was sort of rediscovering the episodes when we did the best subs and our one hundreds do not include our best of four best of episodes. Uh, I remember putting together the first best of because we didn't really have anything. I'm like, well, let's just do a best of for the new year. And I think uh, Noah and I were kind of like both going through the episodes and just sort of messaging back and forth. Okay, I got a timestamp for this moment right here. And then I'd kind of edit it all together. Uh, listening to those episodes while I was at work, I mean, I had many awkward moments. I can remember one, which maybe we'll talk about later on, where listening to it over again, only maybe two months after it happened, I was struggling so much. I'm like, how do I cover for my laughter? But I couldn't stop listening to it. So I've got people surround me and I'm like laughing. Thanks, but- <coughs> oh, no. Thanks, over. Take over. Yeah, people are like, are you okay over there, Gold?" Yeah, boy, it's all right. <laughs> like, that's the type of, you know, humor. And it almost sounds like we're patting ourselves on the back, but, you know, we get a big kick out of even relisting to these episodes, which is why Ben's still doing it to this day, <laughs> which... <laughs> that, thank that, you. That is
3: true. Like, uh, I can't stand the sound of my own voice, and I can definitely not sound, stand the sound of Ben's voice, but Double <laughs> 007 is the one show that I can, like, go back and listen to, like, I, I'm doing these lost ones with Ben and I'm sure they would be funny, but I've never listened back to them. And I'm always like, Ben's like, we're going to record the lost thing. Like, oh yeah, I guess we can do it. Uh, but 007, it's always, uh, oh yeah, I w- want to do that. And I also get a kick out of listening back. Uh, so even as someone who cannot stand listening to themselves or to Ben, uh, it it is so much fun and it's not tooting your own horn. It's just when you're doing it, you kind of, you're lost in the moment. So you maybe don't pick up on the small jokes and everything like that. So it's, it's really fun to go back and hear us six years ago, Ben had a job. I didn't have a job. Now I work. 40-whatever hours a week, and Ben doesn't work, and Colin has, like, 10 kids, so a lot's changed. <laughs> well,
2: I was going to say, let's let's go back six years ago. Uh, Noah was in a small town called Snug, didn't have a job. Uh, now he's living in Korea with a job and has lost a shit tonne of weight and is looking amazing, still can't get a date. Colin um, <laughs> had three jobs, a wife and no kids, and never had sex. Six years later now, he owns a home, has three kids, has had sex twice, and only works one job and gets paid to take phone calls. I yeah. lived in Hobart back six years ago, and now I'm living in Hobart. So um, oh. <laughs> nothing's happened to me in six years. Just standard, standard life. Um, also, just good to know, Noah, that uh, when we record Lost next, that you really don't want to be there. It really makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen to our Lost coverage on the Oz Network coming soon. Uh, <laughs> returning after two years away. Um, yeah, oh, I, it's, it's so it's so interesting because. You know, We all met doing Survivor Oz and it was always just kind of a, hey, we should do this, we should do that. And And then finally I think we bit the bullet and did this show. And I I get asked the question sometimes, like what's the favourite podcast you do? And I generally answer Double Oz 7. It really is probably the favourite one out of all the ones that I do just because it's just such a fun thing to do, to talk about this franchise and just... And like we we know, like in all seriousness, we no judge that no one is our Patreon, but we, we don't have a huge listenership base, we don't have a huge following on social media and I mean I, I, I'm not okay with it. I really wish more people would listen. It really hurts my feelings. In all seriousness, I, I, it's not that big of a deal to us because, like, we have fun doing this, and it's just—it's yes. a passion project of us, and it's just—it's such a fun thing to be able to do. I mean, we have ranked stupid things like the secondary Bond girls. Like, I mean, whoever thought we would have done that, but we had but fun doing why, it. And why is—and this is a
3: genuine question because you two do a lot more podcasts than I do, but why is this one the best why is it so fun i'm not saying that as a as a joke like this, this is an actual question what what makes because i don't know the answer what makes but it's my favorite thing to do as well with you two uh
2: because i think if i the way i look at it is that like back during the survivor Oz days not to take away with what we did but I think Survivor Oz got to a point where it was just becoming. No one
6: gets No one's like, I
4: really want to know. And the second Ben starts answering, he gets He really doesn't like my
2: voice. I really want to know. Ben just walks off. Bye, Noah. I was
3: asking a question, not, no, not you.
2: Oh, Ben's taking over again. Um, I think it was. Like, Survivor just almost came to a point where it was just. You, you know, we were pumping out like four episodes a week and it it almost just felt monotonous and it was just kind of like, okay, you know, this is, we kind of obligated because we had listeners and it just, it got to a point where it was becoming quite stressful and it wasn't as annoying. So this was kind of like a a takeaway. And I think if I had to think about how the Oz network developed from Survivor Oz, it, it really, I think, took the format from double Oz seven. We do the, my name is our, our movie recaps are essentially what we do here in double Oz seven. It really took that format and I think because 007 is almost more sporadic and it's kind of like getting the gang back together and even though Noah was missing for a large portion of the time, it's just kind of it's a fun, unique thing. And I, I would go on the line and say this and Australian Survivor Archives, download now, are probably my two favourites just because I think... You know, James Bond's kind of a, it's. I like this niche that we've got, that we can kind of just talk about one specific thing. The Oz Network can be so flexible, which is not a bad thing. But and same with Australian Five Archives. It's kind of a unique product. I enjoy it. So I enjoy every single podcast I do, including the qualifying lap coming soon back to your speakers in 2022, maybe. Um, But I don't know. There's just something about this one. I just have very good memories of us three coming together to do this. And it was just... I don't know. I like the fact that we all had an equal say. That it wasn't just down to me, and I had to control a ship because that's quite tedious work. People, like, come on! I know I'm good, but like, you know, I can't run the ship every single time. You try interviewing Leaf Manson at three in the morning. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know if that answers your question. No, you walked off halfway through it. So, anyway, uh,
3: yeah, I guess I'm still. I don't. I still don't know, but I, I agree with you. It's a lot of fun, but I don't know what makes this so much fun.
4: I think that there's a couple things. I think uh, part of it is what you were saying, Ben, that Survivor Oz was work for us. And even the Oz Network, you know, we try to maintain a certain number of episodes per week. And sometimes like, you know, we don't have time to do this. You almost feel obligated. Oh, we got to put something in there, Um, you know, off the podium. Another Olympics one we do. I mean, that's definitely work, especially, you know, uh, around this time of the year depending on when you're listening to this. When we're <laughs> we recording just it, at least. <laughs> yeah, when we're recording. Well, I'm in the middle of watching something. Uh, but uh, the funny thing is with 007 is that we put more work into it in those first couple months than any other because we were trying to get everything done. And it just, it didn't feel right. So I'm not going to say because it wasn't work because we just chose to put more work into this. I think it was the first time we actually just dedicate ourselves to a passion project. Uh, we just really want to get this done. The second part of it, uh, I think, was just, to, you know, not to toot our own horns or anything, but when we are when we were doing something like Survivor Oz and you have a panel of a bunch of people, you know, some people are going to be great. Some people are going to be average. And sometimes you're working you get to get good. You get ben Powell, Yes. <laughs> uh, but sometimes you're working to get material out of a lot of the people on the panel. And this was, I don't know, maybe the first time where there were just three three of us together where it wasn't work you know we all were able to sort of take the lead like you said uh and and also you know we were able to play off of each other and you kind of have to be comfortable enough with your coast i don't think this ever would have worked if we had just come together shot a couple messages around say hey who wants to do a james bond podcast but so the fact that we had reported with each other we knew each other that we could make jokes about each other uh that we could make jokes about each other's opinions You know, you have to be comfortable enough to mock each other i think that's a big part of it and well, there was a fourth host, remember i'm not saying names yeah but there was a fourth post and oh, no. probably for the
3: reason that you mentioned was why there is only three hosts probably.
2: <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, one exactly. host that has been uh on the books for two of our spin-offs and has never made it as co-hosts on either <laughs> of them
4: thankfully uh imagine the show would have been otherwise we never would have made it 100 episodes but um <laughs> but i i think the other part of it is that uh The James Bond movies are just fun. And when we do the Oz network, sometimes you're covering something you love and you almost don't want to admit that something's garbage in it. You know, uh, there's a lot of movies Ben and I have done even recently where it's like, this is a bad movie. And one of you is willing to admit it. And the other one's like, no, no, no. I still, I I get what you're saying, but I love this with James Bond. the appeal of this franchise in a large part is that the bad movies are also great. I don't want to make a comment about, you know, it's like pizza or anything because nobody wants to hear that. But uh, it, 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 let's just say it. It's, it's, like, it's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. And Noah, you said something on uh, one of our recent episodes, uh, I think it was the Octopussy commentary, where you were going on and on about, the oh, I really like this. And I was sort of calling you out. I'm like, you're saying that this movie is going to go so down in your rankings, but you're saying nothing but good things about it. And you're like, well, even the bad James Bond movies I love. And that, that's part of it if you can't come into something and even for me with something like die another day license to kill or diamonds are forever or ben with thunderball or moonraker or noah with octopussy or uh die another day (laughs) you know if you can't have fun and enjoy watching the bad stuff it's not going to work
2: that's a very good point and i think that um yeah it's just enjoyable to talk about and even listening to our pilot episode and kind of not knowing what we were doing back then and then I've just listened to Dr. No, our, our second episode and, yeah, like, as Noah kind of always mentions, the the first season of Double Oz 7 where we just recapped all the movies and I think Doctor No went for about 2 hours and 20 minutes by the time we got I think Casino Royale was for a long time our longest episode at like four and a half hours or something ridiculous Um, and you know here we are waiting on 10 hooks of no time to die and uh, you know within by the time this gets released um, you know maybe within 6 months we can finally get the gang back together get the squad and finally do sort of a recap that we haven't done in a long time but I think kind of you know between episode 50 and between now I think what's been really fun is to try and like expand it so we've obviously done a lot more commentaries we've done a lot more rankings which was sort of something we always talked about doing and I'm glad we finally got to do that we've done a lot more interviews i mean our 50th episode with robert darby that was the very first time we ever had an interview on this show and uh since then uh obviously we've been very lucky to to have several guests including fran Frick dresser um <laughs> yeah, i can't as i said recently on one the episodes, i can't wait for a david schwimmer episode coming soon before episode 150 uh somehow tying that into the james bond franchise but and again like it comes back to that point i'm making like yeah we we know we're not james bond radio or Spectre etc you know shows that have listeners but it, it doesn't really matter to us we have fun. i mean when we started this six years ago i mean did any of us think that we're going to be speaking to julian glover that we're going to be speaking to robert darby michael gore you know vj like i would never imagined a million years would have ever thought that a guy that writes those books Oh, yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. And fun, true fact, in the last week, he's written another 87. So um, you can get them all on his Amazon. I believe he's just written a book on his books. So uh, <laughs> analyzing the Nicholas Susick books. It's a great I, book, Colin.
4: I, I do want to add something here. You know, we are kind of saying we don't have a huge listenership, but uh, I think there are people who listen double us and we probably get more people sort of tagging us on social media and replying to things and and – every once in a while, Oh, I really enjoy the show with this. than we do even with shows that have more listeners. I think that's the one thing that I really like. And part of it is just because the the recaps we do is not something we're covering current content. It doesn't matter. Oh, there's a new wonder woman movie coming out. So we're going to cover the last wonder woman movie. And people are only going to listen if there's a wonder woman. I mean, people are just looking for a James Bond podcast and we're just talking about all this past stuff. It's not about current content. So we'll get people who just start listening to, The early recaps every once in a while message us and i think that's the great thing about this the people who do discover the show do genuinely enjoy it
3: i do timeless is what you're trying to
4: say exactly (laughs) Um, like james bond we're timeless well uh, colin
3: kind of made a point earlier is uh that it's the that i just want to touch on is i think it is a big part of it is the chemistry um because we've never, you guys have Rossi on one time. You've had some interviews, but for the most part, and there's been some times where it's just me and Colin or just me and Ben, or just a lot of times where it's just you two. Uh, but for the most you part, stuck to the when did we interview Bono? We we shifty glasses. Bono? Shifty glasses. I forgot, I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it's stuck to the core three, more or less, or two to three of us. And, uh, the funny kind of, I guess, trivia is that the three of us have never been in a room together mm. at the same time. Uh, Thank God. I've been in bed more times than I care to admit. I've never even met Colin in person. I which slept is in funny... Colin's
2: bed. <laughs> you out. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 is
3: a funny it is just the kind of trio. I've never actually been in the same room as Colin, uh, but it does work as that trio and, like, as Colin was saying, like, and I remember we got that uh, email, which was a nice email because they were very caring. They're saying, oh, Ben, poor Ben, blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
6: like,
3: yeah, I mean, we, we made fun of him, but we wouldn't do 100 episodes if we didn't like him. <laughs> Aww. Uh, so Aww. It
1: is like...
5: Wow. <laughs> Sorry. You, but... <laughs> you a on this, did you? Uh,
3: they actually
2: but... like me. They really like me.
3: But that, that's—I get where that email. Like I can't remember who sent it, and I get where they were coming from. But it, it is like uh, that chemistry of you can agree and you can disagree, and it's fine if you disagree, and you can also take the piss out of each other, uh, and you can take the piss out of the Bond films together. And I think that's what makes it work uh, so well. Is uh, it, I, I've no bed now. <laughs> 10 years. I was like 13 and I've known <laughs> Colin for maybe seven years, eight years. Uh, and we've never even met, but it, it just works as a three. And, uh, it's a bit weird, two Australians, one Canadian Colin got a bit chipped on the whole title of the, the podcast. Um, there's no, Oz, uh, no can in the title, but, uh, I think it works because uh, no shade on specter. I'm pretty sure they they finished like five years ago, but, I listened to a part of that and they're all very similar, but I guess what works so well for this show is the three of us are very, very different and we share, we kick out on many similar things, but there's definitely three distinct, uh, people on the show. And I think that's why it works so well. And, uh, I don't know. My point. I'm just gushing over the
2: three of us. Let's let's be honest. We're all gay for each other. We really are. <laughs> That's why we've never been in the room together because it would just be a, a threesome of epic Attention proportions, would be right?
4: Too much. The, we we the, I, I, two people here have already said that they've slept in another person's bed. So, uh,
2: <laughs> whereas we'll had that. Sex twice, twice. <laughs> Colin watched porn for the first time thanks to this show. So we should. Oh, uh,
4: memories
2: memories. Speaking of memories, good segue there, Colin Hilding. Uh, We are going to play a few clips now of memories of our first uh, 100 shows. There may be a few in here from our first 50 that didn't quite make our best of on the 50th. And uh, just some other random clips here. Now, I don't even know what we're going to play here. I've, I've handed this over to our station hand, Frank, and he's just entered into the 007 database, funny moments, came up with nothing. So he had to make the algorithm slightly different, and then he finally found some. So uh, I'm not going to ask you to what you thought of these are. We are going to play these now, and we're going to come back, and we're going to laugh hysterically. It's over to these clips. We have teased Robert Darby coming back on, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, in that might be number...
4: you were laughing at one of our clips there again weren't you that was
2: um mm,
4: um, (laughs) that's gonna make the best of on the next 100th episode
2: This is why Spectre Etc. has six ratings and we only have three. Um, As I was saying, Robert Darby was going to come back on again. He has listened to this and decided to go on Spectre Etc. But hopefully he might make his second appearance soon. So, um, as I mentioned before, uh, yeah, email us, 007 at hotmail.com. Uh, and if you've got potential questions, uh, because, look, we've got heaps, and I'm sure you, the listeners, have heaps, and who knows, Robert Darby could replace Noah as the third co-host of 007, if all <laughs> things go to plan. So, um, yeah, send him in, and we look forward to, yeah, getting Robert back on and not burping to him when he's on the actual <laughs> episode. I never thought in my life... As somebody who's, you know, been involved in radio and podcast now for, what, 12 years. Well, I can say I interview a Hollywood legend and also burp on an episode and decide not to edit it out and keep it in. This isn't live. This is not live. That should have been edited out. But no, we decided to keep it in. Top dog, Ben. You are a podcasting legend.
7: So this scene, I feel like they could have done more over the top gags here. But what they do do for the most... Do-do. Um, what they do... <laughs> Leave it alone, Ben. <laughs> what they do do for the most part...
6: Works. <laughs> the most...
7: Oh, my God. This is how far we've come. For the most part, it works. Um... <laughs> what
6: the <hell> was that? <laughs> you, you...
4: Ben just snorted up a bunch of coke to understand
6: the.
7: Culture. He's joining the party.
6: I have rolling down my face. <laughs>
7: All right, so we got DooDoo and Bond uh, Ben doing coke. Um. <laughs> um so, yeah, this climax, I <laughs> could have done more, but for the most part, who, who would know that doo-doo is Ben's breaking point? Uh, All <laughs>
1: right,
7: focus, focus. You get not-
1: your tits out, it was genius.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, screw you both, screw the haters, Jinx is fantastic, I love her. And to me, was always going to make my top ten. Honestly, I was nearly going to put Waylon at seven and then Jinx at eight. Oh, put cool
4: like... lower. This is so much worse.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, bugger it all. Jinx is number seven.
4: You know, the only smart thing you said there was that she does fit this movie. I rank this movie at the bottom. I rank the song at the bottom, and I rank her at the bottom.
2: I think I've got them all around about seven. So there you go. Uh, that makes sense of my You ruin our game.
4: averages. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. I'm a smart little cookie. I'm a smart little octopusy. <laughs> Drop dead, Ben.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Just—are you serious? or Are you just doing this to be edgy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why is liking die another day edgy? <laughs> like Diamonds <laughs> Are Forever <laughs> maybe is a bit edgy like no I've been watching in the last week a lot of these Bond podcasts that we follow are all like oh in the lead up to No Time to Die we're going to rank our Bond films again literally every single one has died another day at like last or second last like No one's edgy. Everyone hates dying. There's not a single person on this planet besides me and Peter Travers who likes Die Another Day. I should tell
6: you something, (laughs) you idiots!
2: (laughs) You're not helping your teeth. But I I stand by my stupid opinions. And for that, and for all of you, you can get fucked. I'm playing this for a third time this episode.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The all-time high already? (laughs) Fuck
2: off,
5: Uh... Pepper. Fuck off,
2: Pepper. Fuck off, Pepper. (laughs)
3: Jinx is a bad character. Your yes. mum's a bad character. <laughs> yeah, but she's still more than. <laughs> she's very than disappointed she... on you. Yeah,
2: seventh.
4: Yes, seventh. This is an embarrassment.
3: I think you're Your... doing this just to. Face
4: it... is
2: an embarrassment. <laughs>
4: uh... You put Natalia at, what was it, 11? Almost in the top 10, a character that you love. This is a character that you have just said, not just us, but every other podcast on the internet agrees is, is ridiculous and horrible. I said the movie, it- not the character.
2: ScreenRant.com says she's the ninth smartest Bond girl. <laughs> and They're the really best Bond girls, she's number uh, number eight in the top 30 Bond girls. So blow out <laughs> your pants. <laughs> uh, see you guys in five years. <laughs> Would you like this character if Halle Berry didn't play it? Like, if this, if they swapped no, them around, no. if, if, if what, Madeline, I how I was Madeline this By is anybody, Pike. This is just annoying. So, if Rosamund Pike was Jinx and Halle Berry was Frost, would you still hate and love them the way you do?
4: Yes. Really? You don't like Halle Berry. Yes. I, but at least the, the Miranda Frost character was interesting. She would have been Pussy. playing something interesting. The Jinx character, no matter who plays her, is awful. Jennifer Garner playing Jinx, I hate it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> 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 that was like the sound of Beth, I've got you now. And it's like, uh-oh, okay.
6: <laughs>
4: well,
2: I don't. And I like her. And she's seventh. So, eat a piece of cheese.
4: Eat a piece of cheese. What is that like the Oz Network version of pull your pants? Eat a piece
2: of cheese, because you're celiac and it would upset your digestive system. (laughs) What cheese have to do with celiac? Eat a (laughs) flower
5: Eat some cheese.
6: I I got it
2: wrong. I thought it was (laughs) something you couldn't eat. You Are you dairy <laughs> intolerant? <laughs> Touché! <laughs> eat
5: some flour! Ooh,
3: I'll have some gorgonzola. <laughs> uh, I want some cheese now. Yeah, yum. Yeah, cheese quiche. <laughs> I want cheese quiche while watching Diamonds Are Forever. Oh. <laughs> Does someone need a tissue? Go eat some cheese. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: episode. <laughs> i, didn't
6: know I
0: need
2: to retire oh, i i need to retire yes do
3: ben quit while you're behind
2: <laughs> oh let's be honest i've been listening to too much of our old episodes and apparently i'm <laughs> buying into the bullshit of ben waterworth so <laughs>
4: He really is uh, an idiot.
2: He is a stupid
3: <laughs>
1: idiot. So I, I don't really read want,
3: his stuff. I want you to come out in like two years or something and come out and just admit that this just is all me. Everyone has wanted me to come out since
2: high school, Noah.
3: I want you to come out and admit, oh, this was all a character, like everything I've ever done. I actually don't like die another day. I've been playing, some- this has been some like weird art project. Nice to meet you. My name is Gareth. Uh, and I'm, I'm normal
2: Gareth <laughs> what a stupid name <laughs> eat,
3: eat some cheese
2: can I just say both of you have met me in person you've hung out with me in person you were both gonna well one of you was gonna come Wreck. to my wedding not anymore uh, am I this bad in person yes
7: <laughs> I was gonna say no comment but Colin just said
1: yes yes <laughs>
3: i think you do it to yourself because you even (laughs) said in the message before yesterday oh yeah i'm gonna get torn apart on this episode you know
2: well because okay in all seriousness all right i i i understand why you laugh at my opinions but i am at least proud enough as an idiot to admit that i like things that other people don't and it's not me being edgy I honestly just like Jinx and Die Another day. I'm sorry, but I do. At 6? 7. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, then
4: that doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um am I at 7 now if we're still doing this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we watch Octopussy as a whole and we can rely more on just than just the best of, I'm glad the best of bumped him up a little Octopussy's bit.
2: Octopussy's
3: Hole?
4: Yes. <laughs> Octopussy's <laughs> Hole.
2: <laughs> that's the name of the episode.
4: <laughs> oh, no. That, I can't believe that's going to be the name of the episode. As many things as Noah fights for edit points on. <laughs> Octopussy's
3: Hole. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. He's not even looking at the software now. Anyways. I'm listening to Octopussy's Hole. <laughs> that was the working title of the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben likes that one. I <laughs> five points to know. <laughs> so, sorry, was that the video you showed me
6: during the last rankings?
3: Octopussy's <laughs> <Dr>. Hole. <laughs> He would have never thought that's what killed Ben Walder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Octopussy's hole.
2: It's, it's a hole, and it's an octopusy, and it's a hole.
1: <laughs> and I'm the
2: trunk one. <laughs> oh, we need to stop this episode. I'm getting too horny. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the most, the most third gradish joke that has ever been made. The the lowest, the lowest
3: fall that could have
4: been. It's just octopusy.
1: All the (laughs) the dad jokes
4: just die an instant death. We get, We get a joke that a nine-year-old would laugh at, and Ben's <laughs> gonna die.
3: How did Spectre not get this reaction? <laughs>
2: it's, it's it's like when you said "doo doo" that time, and I lost it. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, we,
4: oh, I, God. It's too bad we don't, don't do reverse something. If we can Ooh. do reverse editing, can we just have Ooh. that laughter coming up after the spetter
6: joke? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm
2: not doing that day. much editing. Look at the amount of notes I've oh, got to edit. Cold. I'm not doing that. <laughs> How is
3: not
2: right from water water. How how is this episode? Like the octopus is not even on this episode. Octopus is hole. Oh god.
4: Anyways, <laughs> General <laughs> Orlov oh, number god. three. General Orlov <laughs> number three because of octopus's hole. <laughs> Oh
7: my god. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean unlike some people, I did my homework and I watched the best of. <laughs> I, I, I know how he died. Uh, <sighs> but I, I agree, him and more on the train is a good scene. Um uh, and the best of bumped it up for me. Uh but he almost belongs on the main villains and if he wasn't the main villains he probably wouldn't crack the top 80 probably. um but yeah the boardroom scene i think he does a great job and i love that he is kind of almost on par with kamal khan but in a way that kind of takes him takes it away for a secondary villain. (laughs) he's almost too common he's still
4: giggling it's I'm just I'm watching Noah talk and then I look up and all I see is Ben's body shaking.
2: (laughs) When you said bumped up, I was like bumped up (laughs) octopus. Oh
6: my god
3: (laughs) (laughs) we've had some low jokes in uh Double R7, but Pumgraft, Octobuzzi's hole is totally a lowest moment. <laughs> 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 now, now he's laughing and watching the soccer at the same
2: time. Oh, we go! <laughs> goal! Sorry! Octobuzzi's hole scored for Germany! Wait, Ben, did,
3: the you 20!
1: Goal or,
3: did you say goal or hole? Goal! <laughs>
1: Oh, don't oh, put it to the video referees! Shut up, Cristiano Ronaldo,
2: you wanker! Go have a cry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I like, I love. Uh, he got bumped up after the best of, but the
3: uh, yeah, I've explained why he's not in my top ten. <laughs>
2: um, I don't know what we're talking about. What are we doing?
6: <laughs>
4: able to understand this other than the fact that he can show off his beautiful hairy legs but why is he wearing a wetsuit from the top up only
2: (laughs) it looks like um britney spears outfit in oops i did it again you know that now there's something i want to say sean connery singing oops i did it again oops i did it so bad. you played
5: with my heart (laughs) i got lost in the game oh baby baby You might think I'm in love. All the
4: Britney hits. (laughs) Hit me, baby, one more time.
5: (laughs) I'm not a girl. Not. (laughs) Not yet a woman. (laughs) Womanizer. (laughs) Womanizer. You're a. Womanizer. womanizer, (laughs) Oh. You're a womanizer, baby. You. You. You are. You. You. You are. Womanizer. Womanizer. Boy don't try to front. I just know exactly what you are.
6: <laughs> Connery can can't... God, can't do anything.
5: From, from the taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic. I'm slipping under. With a with a taste of a poison paradise I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic I'm a slave for you Can't hold it I can't control it get it get it get it oh get it get it get it oh
1: I'm a slave for you
5: If if I said my heart was beating loud, if we could escape the crowd somehow, if I said I want your body now, would you (laughs) hold it against me? Sometimes I run. Sometimes Sometimes I'm scared of you. All I really want is to hold you tight, <laughs> be with you day and night. <laughs>
6: <laughs> can you, can
5: you every every time I try to fall, I, without my wings, I feel so small. I guess I need you, baby. <laughs>
2: Can you please go back to the Bahamas and find his house and just knock on his door? (laughs) Excuse me, Sean. Um, Can you read the following? Baby,
5: one more time. What? I'm stronger than yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) I can't remember it. Now It's nothing but my way. My loneliness is killing me no more ah, ah oh yeah it's Brittany, bitch <laughs> give me give me more give me more give
2: me more give me give me more give me more <laughs> this is also showing us that the lyrics of britney spears songs aren't that in-depth uh. <laughs> i used to
5: think <laughs>
4: Okay, now, here, here's my question. Getting back on
2: track with the movie here for a second. Exactly. Is that the name of our episode? Oops, Sean did it again. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Just being a, a caterer on set, and they're like, oh, Johnny, we need you. And there you are. Like you could always say, I was in a bomb movie. You go, there I am. I'm the guy with the silver hat on next to the yellow life ring.
4: Yeah, you know, we will even sign a photo of the yeah. silver guy next to the yellow life ring yep. signed by Heather Ben Waterworth or Colin Hill.
2: Absolutely. We will. We, we, we will do
4: whatever you want us to do if you want to give us money. We will even do Barbara Bach. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> wow. That. Um, <laughs> better ask Ringo first. I'm not sure how he'll feel about that. Jamie and. Mallory might also have something to say about it, but bugger it. If we're getting money, they'll understand.
4: Exactly. It's for a good cause. It's for a great cause.
2: <laughs> I feel like one of those ads where it's kind of like, are you sad of little kids starving in Africa? Then all you need to do is make us do Barbara Bark, and we will save <laughs> little Frank in Sierra Leone from starving. <laughs> Frank is his name. (laughs) I was going to go with like an African sounding name, but you'd say I was racist. So I just went with Frank. (laughs) Frank, (laughs) Whatever Sierra Leonean is for Frank. (laughs) By doing Barbara Bach, you will be saving the lives of some young innocent child.
4: For only $2 a day. You can can do Barbara Bach. (laughs) (laughs) We know it's asking for
2: much. But please, think of the children.
4: Like Shane Rimmer was the Renta Yank, Barbara Box like the Renta Bok. Rent a bock <laughs> <laughs> There's the episode title. a
5: Rentablock.
4: <laughs> Better than Steve Biscuits. I love that we you know, we come up with the episode titles after the fact usually. <laughs> I wonder like the people who actually listen to this <laughs> yeah. if they, they're just like, I gotta get through this two and a half hours. What is rent-a-bock? <laughs> and then they hear it, they're like, ah, oh, I get it now. 1 800
2: rent a bark. (laughs) Rent a bark, bark, rent a rent a bark, bark. Rent your bark, bark now.
4: Yeah. What was that jingle we were singing off the air? Plug it in, plug it in. Rent a bark, rent a bark.
2: -bark. (laughs) Do you hate Ringo Starr? Then rent a bark. it's like the, I don't know, the, the Romania of James Bond movies. Like people know <laughs> Romania exists, right? Like Romania is there in Europe. It's a sure it's a great country, but like average conversation during the day, like you're around the water cooler and you're like, Hey Frank, let's talk about our favorite countries. Like how great's France, <laughs> how great's, you know, England. Oh, they're great. Like you're never going to go like, Oh, how great's Romania. Like, it's just, it's kind of there. Whereas it's like James Bond movie. Like, oh, how great his Diamonds Are for... Well, okay, no one's saying that. How great is Goldfinger? How great's Goldeneye? How great is Skyfall? No one's going to be like, oh, how great's Octopussy? Except if you're Rossi, apparently. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and I kind, of, I kind of feel like that's like the opening sequence of Octopussy. Like, you've got a great sequence with a plane flying through a building. I still... Didn't I make the argument that all those people died or he killed all those people in there? I can't remember the argument we had at the beginning of that episode. Whatever. Uh, but, but the point is... <laughs> It's just there, all right. I remember it for the plane. Um, sorry to all our Romanian listeners out there. Wasn't
4: one of our Ozlets <laughs> Romanian? Yes, <Yeah, laughs> Alina, she did. She did it's... the original 7 logo. Shit. <laughs> she she's the one responsible for the picture of us as James Bond as our cover photo.
2: Wow, Ben, you have a short memory. Um, hello, Alina. I think she just got married recently. Congratulations, Alina. I'm sure you're happy. Uh...
4: She was she was the she was the Romanian of the Ozlist. <laughs> there <laughs> you know what
2: i you know what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna put my screen on screen share and i'm gonna show you porn so you have to, you have to deal
4: with it <laughs> <laughs>
6: how
4: do i do it how do i do this wait 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 your porn is just noah drinking beer what is this
2: <laughs> how do i share my screen you're gonna watch porn for the first time in your life <laughs> 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 I'm, sick of, I'm sick of this shit. I'm annoyed. I'm
1: annoyed. <laughs> at this. Keep
5: no,
4: talking. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to finish here. Uh, Plenty has maybe two minutes of screen time, maybe four lines oh, in the movie. Finished. Verity might have more dialogue than Plenty has. Uh, and we're oh, not, why, Verity, Verity not on just, this list. Not just because it's Madonna, because if anybody was playing that, uh, and the other thing I'm going to say is there's one character that is a random cameo in here, which has already been brought up once, which I'm going to rank slightly higher. Just- be- Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You watch this, Colin Hilding! You watch this! <laughs> oh, at a point, at a point. You watch
6: this! <laughs> That's it, I'm out! Oh, my God. You just killed Colin
3: Hilding. I just killed Colin Hilding.
6: Colin
2: just just watched Paul for the first time in his life. Take it off the bucket list.
6: (laughs) Is it safe? Is it safe?
2: You need to tell... (laughs) You need, you need to tell.
1: You need to tell your
2: wife that you just watched porn for the first time. And you will be having another child in the next nine
1: months.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Make
2: me storm off this episode. You're watching porn.
6: <laughs> wow, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ben's license is about to be expired from Zoom.
6: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Edit point. Edit point. Ben, ben
4: has it so readily at his disposal that it was like what thirty seconds to get it. On.
6: <laughs>
2: what do you think I do before and after recording? <laughs> I do. Um, I do love Noah. Edit point. Edit point. No. No. Take a step Edit back. Point Noah. Of
6: <laughs>
2: Remember that time I said we were Take comedic easy, geniuses? I, I I agree, we are <laughs> comedic geniuses. Um, now before we look ahead to the next hundred, if we last that long, because we probably wouldn't have had another Bond film before then, I I did think it was appropriate on our 100th episode to also uh go over some other memories, and that includes the in jokes shall we shall we go over these shall we this may take some time starting off with the og and the best oh remember no. that time we played that like a hundred times in an episode no i do um all right let's let's try this out first of all uh noah what do you think of this episode in general That's oh, pretty gay fair enough okay um, also, when it comes to certain opinions on what you thought about all of us three uh, bonding together, what would what would you like to say? I want you to take a step back. Oh, you take a step back. I don't believe that. Um, just want to check in with myself. What is the story about the size of my manhood? I have a large penis. That's true. Um, Colin, what did you think of that clip? No, no, no,
4: no, 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 I don't
2: care. Noah, what did you think of that clip? No! (laughs) Well, some of us don't agree. Uh, Pierce, what are you thinking right now? Shirley Bassey. I like her too. Uh, Pierce, would you ever want to come with this episode again? I don't
0: want to have to do this ever again. Really.
2: Okay. Pierce, what's that?
0: What was that ding sound?
2: I don't know what that ding sound is either. (laughs) Peace. You still
7: there? Are you awake?
2: Wake up. We are awake. Um, what do you get if you get through all these clips? You also get a can of slam. A can of slam. Um, who would be a good James Bond? Fran, what do you say? Fran, James Bond. I agree. Um, Colin, what do you think of Fran Dresser? She's not that bad. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look at the list here. Oh, this is here's another one. Noah, what do you think of me? I'm kind of envious of Ben. I'm glad you're envious of me. Colin, what do you think of the best James Bond movie, at least in the top five? I'm
4: so in love with Die Another Day.
2: It is a great movie. I agree, I'm in love with it too. Oh, what do you think of Tiffany Case? Tiffany Case is probably
4: one of the strongest Bond girls. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you actually think of Diamonds Are Forever? When I first saw Diamonds Are Forever, I appreciate a lot more than when I had watched all the other Bond movies. I
2: agree. Um, anything else that's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, lost. Many, so many clips. Um, yeah. Anyway, I've lost, I've lost um, the mojo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Noah, how are you feeling right now? I'm very wet right now. Better grab a towel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, and one more time for good measure. Oh, what a song. What a song. Uh So, uh, do you think we're going to last Well, oh, that's a, a it for epi- us today. <laughs> yeah, we have a bean cancelled. There it is. Um in all seriousness, any any final thoughts on 007 as we cancel ourselves after hundred episodes? Do you, okay. Here we go. Do you think are we going to be coming back for episode two hundred? Because I don't. Let's not do a ep- best of one hundred and fifty. I mean, come on, we're not that up ourselves, are we? Or are we? I don't know. Colin can decide. He's old, so.
4: I, <laughs> I was going to say it depends if I've lived that long. Um, I, I mean, we, we've got so much material still to go. You know, we uh, we we finished the movie recaps, and I think the original plan was you know season two is going to be. Rankings and 50 episodes later, we're still barely scratching the surface of rankings. Uh, there's so many other rankings we could do commentaries. You know, we're coming to the end of the uh, the the official. Eon commentaries, but that doesn't mean we can't do commentaries on Casino Royale 67. Well, that's 54.
2: what we wanted to do, wasn't it? That's why we yeah, started that, doing that commentaries. that was the birth
4: of commentaries, was the idea of that. So that will probably be our final one. Uh, there, there's tons of other people we can interview I and mean, we've got lots of material, lots of gas left in the tank. So we'll hit 100. I just don't believe Noah will.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll make 200, but it's been fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I will say this, if No Time to Die comes out, then I'm willing to push for 200. But before then, uh, if that film never comes out, then I'm not sure we'll oh. get to
4: 200. Is that like a threat towards Eon Productions? Listen, if we get No Time to Die... <laughs>
2: we,
3: will
4: we will kill continue. George Lazenby. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean there's plenty to go and it's not as frequent as maybe when it first came out, but I think that kind of works. It's just like, you know, double or seven, six times a year and you can tune in and it's fun. And as Colin said, quote Colin Hilding, it's timeless. So it doesn't matter how many episodes we do in a year because six years later and it's still on and people will discover it in six more years. And we are like, Oh my God, they've ranked the third
2: henchman and whatever. (laughs) Um, the best um, colours of all the James Bond movies. I like purple. The
4: horses of 007. Hey. We've,
3: we've already done most of the commentaries. We've done the film recaps, but we can revisit films on anniversaries or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of parody ones we've not done. Um, I think it we're overdue, and I think we need to make some sort of pact here. We're overdue to get Ben on a book episode, so can we make yeah. some sort of book? I've been on a book episode. I interviewed yeah. Nicholas. I read, I've read three of these books. A Fleming let's, book. Let's uh. get some sort of Fleming book agreement. Can we, like, do some sort of
2: yeah. blood
3: double or seven pact? I want a Ben does the books episode. Yes. Can we do well, that
5: I- in
2: our next 100 episodes? I left some blood in Colin's bed. So uh, no. maybe. <laughs> sure. All right, I'll, I'll I'll read at least one page before I try to.
3: books on 007. is that is that a pact? Can we? Can
4: as long we as we, say, we do oh, that's the- be my my next threat. You you want to show pornography because I rank somebody that you don't think I should have ranked at number twelve. Next time you rank something I don't like at number twelve, I'm gonna read you excerpts from a book. I'm gonna no, make you read. Like no, it's gonna no. be displayed oh, on my no. screen. Ben, read
2: this no! paragraph. No. Um I as long as we can do the video games episode, because I really want to do an episode oh, yeah. on the Bond video games. That's that's long overdue, if we want to talk about long overdue. Um, I also want to say that when we started, if you had, when we started this, if you said we got to 100 episodes, you know, you would have, I mean, six years is decent enough for hundred episodes. I think we got to a thousand episodes of the Oz network in about four. So clearly, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we did well there, but I mean, let's be honest. When we started this show, there were six James Bond actors and all of them were alive and Daniel Craig was James <laughs> Bond. Now we're doing this. There are only four alive and Daniel Craig is still James Bond. So
4: <laughs> We will keep going till we've killed them all. <laughs>
2: Hopefully by the time we get to 200, we might have a new James Bond by then. I don't know, but there's a we, chance. We, say, we are the only
3: James Bond media in the history of James Bond media that's ever ranked the secondary girls. Yes. And if I'm lying about that, then I'm definitely not lying about the fact that we are the only James Bond media that's ever ranked the secondary henchmen.
2: Well, I, we are the only James Bond media who has ever interviewed Fran Drescher. So uh, I mean, I I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. I think we're the only James Bond media that has played this. About 500 times. Um, And I will have an accurate count of that by the time I listen to every single one of our episodes. So, um, yes, all of that and above. But uh, it has been a pleasure to bring you 100 episodes of Double 007. As Colin mentioned, we've got great things coming up. We've got our next six um, Bond actors in other films, recaps to do. We've got our final commentary to do, Spectre, which will be released just before No Time to Die in 2027. But in all seriousness hopefully in the next 10 to 20 episodes, we will have extensive no time to die coverage. We're going to do what we did with Spectre where we kind of do an initial reactions episode, which I remember the last time we did that, we all got together. I think Noah and I, you were just, you and I just seen it. We woke Colin up super early in the morning. You did, oh, good times. Um, and then in six or so months when it comes out on Blu-ray or digital download, whatever the kids are doing these days, our full recap, which I, I'm not even joking when I say that is probably the most excited I will be for an episode in the next six months, because it would have been at that point like six years since we did our Spectre recap episode. So uh, that's the bread and butter of this show. So I'm, I think I'm really, you're really
3: getting No Time to Die First as well.
2: I am. I get it. Uh Australia gets it September 30 now. So I believe I get it a week before you two. So I'm the colon now. I'm Colin I can a week before. Us. I might have seen it 3 times before you two have even seen it once. Um uh, so I'm just going to gloat there. Um I'll but I want to say a
3: fan who has to wait a week before he recaps <laughs> the film.
4: He's going to forget it all by then.
2: Yeah, I'm old. That's why I have to see it three times. Um, I do want to say seriously, uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to us. We do have Patreon. Remember that. There's all these threats that we've said. If you sign up, I can't even remember anymore. So just, just, I'm not even going to bother anymore. Um, but I want to say thank you to Colin for being here and enjoying these recaps and having sex and <laughs> babies and <laughs> Winnipeg and all that kind of stuff. It's great to have you here and Noah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> if you two want to say anything else, that's fine. Whatever.
3: Don't oh. talk about me. <laughs> that's it says pause for laughter, but there was no. Yeah.
4: laughter. <laughs> Frank, do <laughs> your um, job. <laughs> I, I will, I will say thank you for listening to us. Everybody. Thank you to Julian Glover, Nicholas Susick, Anthony Rossi, um, Rocky Rocky, Anthony Rocky VJ Armitage, um, all the guests we've had on over the years and all the guests that are still to come and uh, thanks for getting the day right today Ben
3: <laughs> and I will say because my body is failing on me so this may be my last episode <laughs> hopefully not uh, in all seriousness I've missed many episodes uh, but uh thank you and a props to Ben and Colin because uh as most listeners can probably tell or not tell, I don't do shit on this show. I just show up. Uh but
2: You're the, the only one is i done a solo it, episode, Noah. <laughs> do some yeah,
6: work.
3: If we get a Patreon, I'll do a solo double R7 episode. Um <laughs> Noah recaps Ben's best moments. Um <laughs> a minute, as I can do that. Um but I don't do shit really. I show up and I have fun. This is like a, a, a fun thing for me. But they're the ones who edit die another day in a hundred times and make the kind of funny best of clips. Hang on, hang
2: on, hang on. Stop for <laughs> a sec. What do you mean they're the ones? Colin did it at the beginning, but I mean I think the last like 80 episodes I'm the one doing it. Thank you very much.
4: This is what happens when you don't give Ben enough compliments. He starts telling you what to say. I get offended.
2: I'm the one who plays these clips, and I have to fucking edit it. So, you know. That's
4: the reason we don't have a big listenership, though.
3: Ben, when you get a compliment, you just say thank you. Not why (laughs) I've never received one before. I
2: don't know what to do.
3: (laughs) I'm allowed to give you and Colin a compliment. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's not an attack. Well, Uh, I don't know. Colin made all those funny clips at the end of the episodes. and He did.
2: He did. That's true. Uh,
3: now he's a bit older. He's lost his dexterity on the keyboard. He's got kids. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but, yeah, they're the ones that keep 007 afloat. I just show up uh, when there's a pandemic. So props to them. Uh, anyone who listens, props to you. Uh, And as Colin said, I'm sure new people are discovering the show every day because 007 is timeless. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to no time to die. At least uh, we can talk about something fresh on James Bond and here's to another six years. Uh, If I'm an alcoholic now, who knows what will be in six years. So look forward to that. i have got a
2: date by then.
3: May I have a date and uh, Colin will be dead and maybe Ben will have a job. So
2: we'll see maybe who knows might have um at least gotten one interview maybe i don't know um but from the bottom of my heart thank you to everyone for tuning in for our first 100 episodes here's to another 100 more we feel like i have some champagne but whatever uh, it, it wouldn't be us. a dub- it wouldn't be a double of seven episode without <laughs> seven playing days. out to this we're gonna play out to die another day of course we are my no. name is ben no. and analyze our first hundred episodes
4: and my name is colin and it's only a number uh, my name is Nora. and this is
3: definitely worse than listening to the beatles uh, blah 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 blah. turn it off ben
4: yes
1: and no i'm gonna kiss some part of i'm gonna keep this secret i'm gonna close my